What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here, and on the podcast this week, we've got Mr. Stu Hall. Here again. And we've got Mr. Alex Moore. Moore? Moore? <laughs> Darth. Darth. Sorry, it just it just sounded like Stu Hall, Alex Moore. It seemed to blend into each other. Almost like voxels in No Man's Sky. Yeah, exactly. That conversation we've just been having about. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the games against Blues, Cambridge, preview the game of the weekend against Huddersfield. But firstly, let's talk about new signings. Frozen, they like spending money or loans. Can we say first, though, congratulations? Yes, we need to say congratulations to our good American listener, Steve Koenig and the lovely Laura, who, who got married uh, today, which is Wednesday of recording. So- did they? Oh, no, it was Saturday. Or they got married at the weekend, <laughs> and we, we've just known about it on Twitter. So uh, congratulations, yeah. Steve and Laura. Congratulations from everyone at Fancast. Uh, we're very happy for you both. Uh, right, let's talk back on to signings then. Uh, Wolves made th- well. Wolves made two signings, and by the time you listen to this, they've probably made a third. <laughs> uh, on loan, uh, Ola John from Benfica, uh, Cameron Brothwick-Jackson from Manchester United. Borthwick. Borthwick, You put sorry. Brothwick earlier. Yeah, I know, well. You know, I make those mistakes. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have a silly name, though, should And the other signing which could happen is Roman Sass. Sass. Uh as well, from Angers. <laughs> Angers? Am I getting this right? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So that could be the other signing. Uh, and it's apparently supposed to be a four-year deal. Uh, for three and a half million euros, which is if my if my uh, currency exchange rate is but, right, just under three million. Yeah, a bit yeah, something like that. So we'll talk about uh, Roman Sayas. Sayas. Look, I, I'm going to get this wrong. Is it Sayas? Uh, in well, a bit, it's and never going to be pronounced like that properly, is it? Anyway, yeah. let's just call him Sass. Sass. Let's call him Sass for the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Ola John first, and I think we need to set a fancast rule for the rest of the podcast. That every time you say Ola John, you've got to go Ola John. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's all practice it in unison on the count of three. One, two, three. Ola, Ola John. John. There we go. So let's talk about Ola let's John. Let's never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Mr. Benfica player. Everyone's going to try and avoid saying his yeah. name now. That is the rule. You have to say it like that. We all have to say it if you say that name. Uh, he's on loan uh, for the season. He was at Reading last season. Uh, many people uh, happy with the move. What do we know of Ola John, and what are we thinking of that transfer? The couple of times I saw him, he was absolutely superb. He was almost, he was almost like their Sacco at times. But in looking at his record, he seems exactly like their Sacco in the first year he was here with us, where he was very inconsistent. But when he was on it, he was on it, and I think it was something like ninety-five percent of their fans in that poll said that they wanted to sign him permanently. So, well, speaking to a Reading fan at work. Um, they were saying he was very happy with him, but they just didn't have the money, perhaps, to, to sign him on a permanent. Yeah, and the only, the only club in the world with Russian owners with no money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a, a winger. What do we think as well, Alex? Um, yeah, I think he's pretty much like going to be the new Sacco, to be honest. I think, um, like Stu just said as well, he'll be quite inconsistent as well. So, yeah. Like Sacco was in his first year, but 
Yeah, another loan. I'd, I'd like to avoid another loan deal, to be honest, because mm. obviously you don't end up like Watford a few years ago when they had, like, was it 11 loan Yeah, but they, that's like. where they changed the rule, was it? Because yeah. they were taking... I'm not going to swear this time. I want to behave myself. I am going to ask that we have... I, I need to get <laughs> this online as soon as possible, so I and need I, to have I, less editing as possible. And they called me out on one of your mix of calling me potty mouth and everything, so I'm going to behave today. <gasps> Those mixers, <But>, eh? <laughs> oh, oh, you upset the Molyneux mixers. Yeah. Now you're uh, famous, I think. Now you've been mentioned the Molyneux mix. Yeah. Well, I'm on there anyway. You can talk to me and abuse me on there as well as Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's different with... Hola, John! It's different with Hola, him. John! <laughs> It's different with him though because he's out of contract in the summer anyway. So if was he? I didn't. Yeah, oh, right, okay. I'm sure he is. I'm sure I read that somewhere. That he's out of contract, and if he does well, then we sign him. If we go up, if he does well, he gets a contract somewhere else. So it's a win-win for everyone. The same with all the other loans. I don't think Texier with, with his five-year deal with Benfica is going to stay here unless mm. we go up. So I think he, we've got the the ability to perhaps have him on a permanent. If we go up, I know he's got he'll have a five-year deal at that point, but it's Premier League. Yeah, exactly. And, and so. with the loan thing, this time, what's the difference now? Signing players for we get them on loan for a year. If they don't work out, they've gone. If they do work out, and we they do, if they work out, then it's going to benefit us, and we might actually get promoted somehow. Mm. Rather than bringing in wastrels and strays from League One on actual money, and we're stuck here for years, <laughs> such as. Certain players like, unfortunately, James Henry, it's going to look like now, sadly. Don't you dare diss the best hair at Moyne <laughs> at the moment. Um, uh, Ole John is the um, third <laughs> Benfica player now on loan. Is there a fear that we are perhaps going to be just a feeder team for Benfica as their B players rather than the A or A players? Or is that a bad thing? Their B players are better than our A players. Yeah. So, so it's not <laughs> a bad thing. No there problem whatsoever for yeah. me. Alex? Um, not really. I just don't like the, the thought of having too many loan players. But obviously, if like to say, I mean, Tashir has made a pretty good start as well. So mm. if he can make as good as impact as he has, then we've got nothing to moan about, really. Exactly. So. Um, well, we'll, as well, we are we are going to do football manager stats. We have them, and we'll do that uh, in a bit. Well, Stu, what was your point? That I really <laughs> interrupted you on. I was just going to say, Costa must be doing some kind of deal with them as well. They're uh, promotional. Not held a Costa from last night. Yeah. The uh, the coffee chain, t- the chain, the chain yeah. store yeah. of their uh, Portuguese influence so far. Yeah, are you seeing? I mean, people's been around there recently, though. What in, in town? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I generally don't know. No. I was no, I, it's not. I was just walking past yesterday on my way home, and it was more rammed than I've ever seen it in my life. Hashtag Costa Watch. This is. <laughs> I still think that Costa should be giving Costa free drinks. I need to see that. To feel so a lot of people hang around Costa Coffee now in the hope that a Wolves player is going yeah. to turn up. All Helder Costa specifically yeah. is going to turn up. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the other player. That's uh, Cameron Borthwick well Jackson. Thank you. I learnt my lesson. Uh, from Man United on season long. This is out of the two, the one that perhaps fans were most excited about. What do we think of this loan signing? Well, I spoke to my dad yesterday about it because he's a Man United fan and he's got MUTV and he's watched every single game he's been he's played in for the under-21s and the 10 games he was in the first team last season. And he said he could be the best left-back they've had since Dennis Irwin. Oh, wow. Um, he said he's he, he has got a bit of a T-Rex run. So we, Oh, uh, OK. So we'll, we'll appreciate that. We'll bring that back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said his running style's odd, like a dinosaur, but he gets the ball in the box. He's not scared to go forward, and he can actually defend. So normally you get one of the three, if you're lucky, but... This kid seems to have all three, according to him, and he's yeah. he's normally up on these kind of things. So, from I'll take his word as as it is, and I'm, I'm more excited about him than any, anyone else, just because we know who he is. Personally, I didn't, I can't, I remembered him briefly last season, but I didn't really know much about him. Alex, what did you think of the uh, the it's nice to have a, another defender, and a natural left back as well. Depend on Matt Doherty for the rest of the season as well. So I think it's nice to have a permanent left-back as well. And I think Zenga made the comment before the Cambridge game where he said he's not going to use any of the younger players, youth players. He wants to use his full-strength squad. So I think you're not really going to see the likes of Fizlandes. Is it working? I think we've got problems with Alex and Mike. Alex, carry on. I'm trying to fix this. It's all right. It's always Alex's mic. I'm going to have to hold it like a singer. Yeah, yeah pretty much. 
But it's, yeah. not, it's not like we've set that up at all. No, no. Hola, John. Hola, John. You've got to say it every I'm, time. I'm saying it in my mind. Have you seen my mind? I'm saying it every time. You know, when time. you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you'll turn over to it. Hola, John. No, don't say that. Don't say that, please. But yeah, I just think it's nice to have a proper left back at the yeah. club as well. And I think if he isn't going to depend on the likes of Des Landers like Jackie did yep. and use the influence of the other youth players as well, it's uh, it's pretty much a good idea that we do get some a decent left back in as well. Because Matt Doherty has been he's been fine since he's come back into that role. Yeah. Well, went to that role. But is he going to be okay for a full season? And he's pretty much a right back as well. It's competition so, at the end yeah. of the day. That's what we need. Two players mm. in every position pushing each player. Which we haven't it's had healthy. for a number of years mm. now, have we really? Uh, just to, on a side note, we'll talk to Alex. Two weeks ago, you might have heard on the podcast that uh, Alex didn't know anything about Alan Partridge. Last week on the podcast, we mentioned it and scorned him for it. This week, we were expecting for an update, and the update was Alex has still not watched <laughs> Alan Partridge. <laughs> Will will you just give it a go? I'll watch one episode. If we do one tell, episode. tell me an episode to watch. Right, watch the it. Bond one. The Bond one. The Bond one, yeah. The Bond one. Cause you, have you watched James Bond film? Obviously, yeah. How many? All of them. Oh, five so. times each. Then you'll oh, appreciate yeah, that episode. You'll love that episode. Then. If there's any other ep- Alan Partridge episode you think Alex should watch after he's obviously watched the Bond episode, yeah. realises he was stupid and Alan Partridge is great, then <laughs> tell us and we will tell Alex to... Uh, to watch those episodes, of course. Uh, right, the one that um, perhaps will have been announced by the time you listen to this, or will be announced in the next few days, hopefully, is Roman Sais. Sais. Uh, for Angus, which is apparently going to be a four-year deal around about 3.4 euro millions, as it were, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is going to be just under three million pounds. Um, Moroccan international, am I right in saying that? I think so. I don't think he's played much. I think he's got like a few caps, but... Do we yeah. know anything about this guy? Because I have no idea. Absolutely none at all. <laughs> no. And he's a defensive midfielder. I've heard but, that. Well, he's looking at your stats, he's played three quarters of his time in, in midfield and the other quarter at the back. So he could be the new Neil Embran, you never know. But Zenga seems to be doing what Jacket famously did stockpiling midfielders. We've got Can, a lot of midfielders now. Got to catch them all. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, exactly. I like it. Um, but. We, <laughs> But unless any are going to go, we've just got a very good... We can make a team out of midfielders. Well, we did last night. Yeah. Eight? Yeah. Um, He's made five appearances for the Moroccan national team. You're you're just reeling this off the top of your head, aren't you? No, it's there. Look, Wikipedia. No, you're supposed to to say yes. I know all the knowledge. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit that out. (laughs) Pair of lies. I saw him um, after the game last night. Not as in like we just had a cup of coffee and said, how you doing? Yeah, In Costa. In Costa, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you a drink. Um, I saw him walking out um, with Brilliant. presumably his dad or his agent or his uncle, whoever it was. He seemed quite tall, nice uh, blue uh, <laughs> t-shirt on, good fashion sense about him. About him. So yeah, he sat, that, that's he sat in the conversation. This is how deep <laughs> he uh, sat still last night. Yeah, yeah. he didn't move around and have ADHD or anything. So we we we. we <laughs> We we have these deep analytical discussions about these certain <laughs> players. I think people expect us to talk about what how you know but, they are box spot midfielder or can they, can they shoot very well? No, we just like to talk about their fashion sense. This is the first one though in a long time. I mean, me being quite sad and reading four four two magazine and watching World Football Show and all this nonsense all the time. Mm-hmm. I've n- never heard of him no. at all. It's, which is quite. I mean, but they're like. This is what we like of, as football fans. We like these players who come out of nowhere because you automatically think they're going to be brilliant, <laughs> and then it's a bit of a fifty-fifty. Let's do football manager stats, gentlemen. Firstly, let's talk about the Benfica uh, winger. Hola, John. Hola, John. Come on, Alex. No. Say it. <laughs> no. Say it once. No. I've, I've already said it once. Say it once. Say it once. Say more. it once. Yeah. Yes. Say it once. That that works. That's good enough. That's good enough. Just just know just. I won't sleep well tonight. <laughs> Come on. I will if I say it. <laughs> say what? Oh, that doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> <laughs> right, he will have to say it once before the end of the podcast. There will be no punishment, but he'll just lose my respect. Uh, let's Ooh. do... That's kicked, the, that's kicked out the group chat later. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Where have I got, why am I not on the oh, <laughs> uh, Okay, so Benfica midfielder. He's top three football manager stats. Uh, thanks to Matt Locke as well, who's provided all these for us. He was the first one to get in. With the football manager stats, uh, crossing seventeen, yeah. Who is it? Who are we talking about? Oh, 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 I was going to say. Yeah. Hola, John. Yeah. I yeah. confused myself. Yeah. yeah. So uh, seventeen crossing, it's useful. Yeah, obviously. Uh, dribbling sixteen. So all the attributes you want for a winger at the minute. 
Uh, and Movement 16. Ooh. Yeah, ooh, indeed, indeed. His uh, three weakest stats are uh, Leadership 5, so he's never going to be captain. Don't matter. Uh, positioning 6, you'd think you'd well, they need a bit of positioning. Weird, they're wingers, so they just they go where they want. Yeah. <laughs> and Tackling 5, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not really needed, is it? Uh, Cameron Borthwick-Jackson from Man United. Uh, his top three stats are Positioning 15. Yeah. For his age as well. Yeah. For his... No, for his, yeah. for his age on Football Manager, yeah. for something, anything above 14 is always, sta- always superb. Uh, uh, tackling 14, obviously it's a, it's a key one. Uh, and he's got a joint 13s across the board, but I'm going to pick uh, Teamwork 13. Mm. Works. He's one of the wolf pack. What about... <laughs> oh, pick, a st- p- pick one and I'll tell you the pace. number. Pace 13. Mm. That's not bad. Alex? Shooting. <laughs> Four. Uh, That's one of his weakest ones. Oh, sending back. Four. <laughs> creativity three, and uh, leadership five. So not another captain as well. Uh, finally, when we finally sign this gentleman, says sass, bit of sass about it. Sass watch. Sass watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's top three stats. Aerial fifteen. Ooh. So he'll win some headers. He's going to take on Danny Bart with his bullet headers. As well. Huh? You haven't got that joke. Have you? No, <laughs> no. Is it cleaning sheets as well. Aerial. Oh, can you still buy aerial though? I think so. Yeah, yeah you can see the adverts. No, I don't watch adverts anymore. You play that silly game all the time, didn't you? <laughs> no, bit no of, man's sky. Is that a silly game? A bit of Vauxhall courses, <laughs> Astras. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 start me on no man's sky. Um, other ones: stamina fourteen and strength fourteen. So central defensive midfielder. Yeah. That's your key ones you want. Uh, weakest three: crossing eight. Doesn't really need it. Shooting nine, perhaps you might need a bit more shooting. What was um, Takshiri shooting when you did this for him? I don't know. It's probably about two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, at the moment, <laughs> yeah. It's not great. Takshira is like the kid in Mighty Ducks 2 who. He's <laughs> not going to see Mighty Ducks. No, Have you seen Mighty Ducks? Oh. <laughs> Have you watched any d- films in general? A few. Not okay. many. Have, you, have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. Oh. Good. At least he's seen one. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like the kid in Mike Ducks too, who can um, his pace is fantastic, but he can't stop. That, that's <laughs> like Forrest Gump. You should say Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think I think Mike Ducks too. <laughs> um, and the final one, a uh, leadership eight. So none of these guys could be leaders. Basically, that's what we're mm. saying. Well, we've, we've got Jack Price for that. So yeah, and exactly. Um, so those are the three. Well, two potentially third signing. Gentlemen, do you think um, we will sign any more players by the time we do the next podcast next week? Um, I think Jordan Rhodes is, is heavily linked, but I don't know if that's just Twitter accounts pretty much putting two and two together with um, Middlesbrough don't want him, and we're after a striker as well, so they're just... Putting two, yeah. yeah. And we've got but, money. Yeah, pretty much. But so I don't know if there's actually a, an official link there, but I'd like to see Jordan Rhodes come in. I mean... Yeah, I, st- I just think we need another striker, at mm. least. I think, like you say, we're stockpiling on midfielders, so is that going to see the likes of Lee Evans go out on loan again? Yeah. Or maybe even Jack Price, because he, he, uh, he was sent out on loan not last season, the season before. I don't know we've got Dico coming back, but I think I'd be more settled knowing that we had another striker in the bank. Yeah, because he's not going to play Ennebecker or any, so t- that's pretty clear from what he said already about the youth team. Um so you can't carry on just playing the the Icelandic prince up front on his mm. own and having nothing. I, mean, I think that's probably why we played like we did last night without him to see if we could play false nine. And yeah, yeah. it kind of worked, but yeah. But also with all the respect to Cambridge, to a League Two side. Yeah, exactly. And you, you can't you can't play that strike. It's ridiculous. Mm. And with we when Dicko's played what sixty five minutes, and. It's going to take him a while to get back up to speed. Yeah, yeah. I thought Wolves were going to do a, a typical Wolves and do what they did with like players of the past, like Bakari. He's played half an hour in the reserves. And you think, oh yeah, he's fit for the first team. And then I know Bakari never got back to the first team. But <laughs> you, you, you know, you've seen other players happen before. They've been injured for a number of months. They play like half a match in mm. the reserves. Are they fit for the first team? They make one appearance and then they're out for another three, four weeks. And yeah. So with Dicko as well, if we aren't going to sign another striker. I would rather it just take him till he's fully fit. We know he's fully fit. If he can compete, say, two or three full 90 minutes in the reserves, then have him back in the first team. But Chris, Chris Martin, 
Would you go for him? Because obviously there was that rejected bid previously. If Wolves were to go back in for him, would you would you go for it? It'd be paradise, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would have Chris Martin. I'd be very yeah. happy if I had Chris Martin in the side. Um, the only thing about Jordan Rhodes, don't mean Chris Martin in a minute, Jordan Rhodes was on uh, Sky Sources. Ooh. And they don't normally do that kind of thing if there's no. nothing, if it's just all Twitter talk and like, the Taliska nonsense and all that stuff. They never mentioned him once on there. No. So there's... For us in Norwich to be interested, you'd think, well, that makes some kind of sense. But one, if, one or the other, yeah, we'll be ecstatic about. If we if, if if we nearly sign him and it doesn't go through, does that mean we get to use the excuse of using the line where we're going? We don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> does he get that reference? Yeah, I do. Yes. <sighs> Come on. We're getting there. I am only 22. All these films probably came out when I was about one. Yeah, but the classics that you yeah, watch on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> on, on ITV in the summer, in the in the uh, like the winter uh, on a Saturday afternoon. Let's bring you a big box of DVDs. Yeah, yeah just throw them at me. Yeah, yeah. To watch these. <laughs> well, there's no tournament next summer. Is this? You got nothing else to do? We'll give you a fun. We'll give you a list, a definitive list of films that you must watch. Someone can. Yeah. Yeah, there, you there go. we go. That's another Don't one work. for you. Definitive list of films My for Alex to films. watch. Have you ever, Blues Brothers, have you ever seen that? Oh, um, hang on a minute. No. We're, not the Dan Aykroyd one. Yeah, the first oh. one. The original, <laughs> Blues Brothers. <laughs> Neither of you like the Blues Brothers. I'm not, see, Bru- I'm not seeing it, to be honest. That's Blues Obviously. Brothers 2000. Oh, no, not that, that one. Oh. The original one from the 80s. Oh, he's good, good for that. He's been redeemed. He's been Blues redeemed. Brothers 2000 is awful. Yeah, yeah it's awful. And uh, what are your other favourite films? People are thinking, I want to hear, hear Walls, but let's hear films instead. What do I say? Star Wars? All of them. But I'd say you got to pick one. Uh, are you one of these weird people who, who like the prequels better? No, you, I like um, what's it, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah that's my favourite Star Wars one. Not all this whole, you know. Oh, I like Empire Strikes Back. It's so gritty. No, I like the new one best. The oh, last no, one. No. Oh, a, yeah, I like the new one. The new one's great. But Return of the Jedi for me as well. And one more film, Alex, because we need to move on. Despite having no technical time constraints. James Bond, Goldeneye. Yeah, the only uh, game to be better than the film. Or Moonraker, but that's because my dad's name's Roger Moore, so I can just say, <laughs> yes. my dad is Roger Moore, my dad is James Bond. Uh, yeah. A bit die hard. No, I can't stand Bruce Willis. And on that bombshell, <laughs> on that bombshell, let's move we'll on finish. to on those bombshell. Uh, let's move on to the two uh, games on Saturday. Wolves start off the season with the, the bragging rights with a three-one away win against Birmingham City at St Andrews. Birmingham took the lead initially in the first half, but in the second half, a thronker of a goal from Joe <laughs> Mason. <laughs> uh, other goals as well from Danny Bard and Bod Varson gave Wolves a dominating 3-1 win. Gentlemen, you were both there. You were both there to perhaps witness the guy who fell flat on his face, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, but a tale of two halves. What was your, firstly, your initial assessment of Saturday's win? First half was very much like Rotherham. Yeah, I was going to say that. It was yeah. pretty much carbon copy of the Rotherham game. The first half we were awful, the second half we were brilliant. So, but That second half... Let's just forget, the first half, there was a few chances. Yeah. And I mean, Mason could have... Mason should have. Mason was, again, like someone said on Twitter that he, Mason reminds him of Keogh, in that he's an absolute confidence player. Yeah. And I can't remember who you are, but sorry, but... Um, Probably me. I did say he was embarrassing, and then about two, <laughs> about two minutes later, he scored a scream. Half time, he looked at that tweet and like, "I'm going to prove you wrong, Alex. Yeah. Screw you." Well, I he deleted it afterwards. I was like, <laughs> can't deal with the embarrassment. Yeah, you don't want to be getting the police on your ca- on your tail, like uh, I said, Mr. Gray. No, that, that's right there. No, yeah, that, that that is in the news. Don't worry, yeah. I know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the, yeah. that one. Oh, no, let's not get into it. Yeah, um, he, he's been. He was a bad boy years ago. Yeah, um, but yeah, the first. I mean, I think Mason. It was. It was one of them where he he was trying too hard again, mm. and but he's got three and three now. And for all that, he could have had at least two or three in each of them games. I don't want to criticise him because I think that goal kind of shut everyone up. Yeah, and but he has. He does have a lot of other chances which he he should be. He should, have, he should have buried about three chances in the first half, especially that one down the left hand side as well. We sort of like he sort of tried to cut in. You think if you just. Natural, surely natural striker's instinct is if he's only left foot across goal. But he's tried to like take another player on, then try and pretty much walk it in like mm. Keo used to do himself. And that's why I keep comparing him to Keo. He's like pretty much carbon copy. And if he is on confidence, he does seem a lot better player. Like when he first came in, and he got the first few goals. But well, Jacket ruined him. Jacket ruined him playing him up front on his own when he's nowhere near in a number nine anyway. He's a number ten at best, and you can't you can't play in a foreign position for six months and then. Someone comes. Someone with common sense comes in and says, "Oh yeah, 
you're, you can't play up front on your own. You go and play where you want. And with Bod Varson there to help him now, playing in his actual proper position, and I think he's been trying way too hard, and he's trying to be impressed way too hard, that it, it, it got to him a bit. And I think that's what that first half was. And then his goal, and you see him after that, he was, he was everywhere. Mm. He was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, that, that second half was up there with the best Wolves performance of the last 10 years, easily. Why was it so good then, the second half? Why, what was it about? I'd love to know what you say as a half-time, because you could have said that about Rotherham as well. First half were awful. Second half, one of the best performances you've seen. Same again on Saturday against Blues. So he must either be... Have you watched um, Space Jam? Yay! Yay! When they put the, they've got the special drink and then they all play amazingly. They must give him that, like special Lucas Aid. Give him it, and then they're amazing. <laughs> oh, he's just absolutely touch the magic ball. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, they're absolutely b-wording him, b-wording all of them. I'm not going to swear. Throlicking them. Yeah, throlicking. Yeah, them. there we go. Is that in the English dictionary, Dave? I've no idea. Oh, carry on, carry on. It's the microphone. They're playing up. They're playing up. Anyway, carry on. Good performance. Yeah, he was yeah. he was going, oh, yeah. lad, John. <laughs> I was, I was tempted then, tempted. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think the difference was between because Rotherham, we were. It was against Rotherham of all people, mm. and we ex- kind of expect a performance against them, and being down to ten men. Whoa, carry on. Being down to ten men so quickly in that second Whoa. half. Oh, sorry. Carry on. People are just going to be like, oh, "What's going on?" Um, it's. What? Well, I don't know. Stu was pointing at something. Let's, let's try. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. It's headphones. my headphone. So basically, the lesson learnt there is keep your head straight. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> don't get down on the microphone that easily. <laughs> right. Car- Apologies, everyone, for listening. <laughs> it's fine now. Don't turn off now thinking, oh, I'm not going to listen to that. Carry on. It's Regan. It's fixed now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it, it was, I think it was because it was against Birmingham. And they're cocky little friends in the little uh, in the swallow corner again, and um, all five of them. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant, are they? And they're mouthing off and loving it. And I thought they were poor second mm. half. I thought they were really, really bad. But we made them look bad. Everything we did, every single player was up for it in that second half, mm. pushing forward at every opportunity. And even when they had a chance to go forward, we were backing them. They were swarmed, almost like a pack of wolves against them. Right. <laughs> but not, you. I think it was the, I mean, it summed it up with the, the Viking clap at the end as well. Mm. That the whole togetherness with the fans and the, the players and everything, it's all it's all back again. And um, I don't, so I'm getting excited again thinking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And it was four days, five days ago, but it was just an absolutely brilliant performance all round. Alex, any particular play? You know what? Take the headphones off. Yeah, it's not going to work, is no. it? Okay. Um, any particular players that stood out for you? Um... I thought Price was brilliant again. He, he commanded the midfield really well. I, th- I was quite impressed with Wallace as well. I thought Wallace was fantastic again, like last night as well. So he seems to have got the, his confidence, which he rightly needed. Um, he, he had a pre-season as well, though. Yeah, which last, helped. Last year he got knackered early on, and then he never got up to speed. And then when he did it at Burnley, he got done again. So it never. Re- it was just unfortunate last season. Yeah, it? I thought Wallace was fantastic. I say again with Price. Um, Obviously, Mason as well. Second half, first half, I thought he was awful. Bod Varson? Bod Varson is up there. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think Lee Evans pretty much done anything. Dave Edwards, when he came on, didn't really do anything mm. either. George Savile didn't really set, set it to light. Mm. But, yeah. Well, two weeks ago on the podcast, I kind of mentioned about Danny Bart saying I thought he had a good game, and we, I think both of you said no. What would you think on Danny Bart now? Because generally... The opinion is he's had a good start to the season. On Saturday was his best performance yeah. of the season. Yeah, I thought that. But even, even if he took the goal away, yeah, well, yeah, he was, he was, he did a proper commanding captain's performance, and he wasn't messing about, and he wasn't losing track of people, and he wasn't jumping under the ball. He was yeah. attacking it properly, and things he hadn't been doing, especially in that first EFL Cup game, where I don't know what game you were watching, but. He was. He just seemed all over the place to me, and then mm. he. It was just all, the same as everyone else. It was such a massive improvement in the in that second half that it seemed to spur him on as well, and he, he his confidence rose a bit. Yeah. And he, he must have took a battering last season as well as everyone else did, and the fans and the players. But yeah, well, I can't. I'll criticise him pretty much more than anyone else. Well, maybe not you. Yeah, maybe not me. <laughs> but um, 
For some reason, he blocked me on Twitter, and I've never tweeted him directly. I've never, Who's this, Danny Bar? Yeah, I've never tweeted him directly, and I, th- yeah, for some reason he blocked me. I went to get, follow him once, and he blocked me. I was like, what? Danny Bart, correct that. So basically, uh, Danny Bart needs to unblock you. Yeah, if he's listening. If he's listening, which he might be, you don't Maybe. know. Um, and perhaps you would said something about Danny Bart without copying him in. And yeah. you searched it and found it, and then blocked it. Maybe perhaps the the logical conclusion to that riddle. Or if he if he if he unblocked you, would you there mm. therefore never say anything negative about him again? Oh, it's a promise you can't keep. He, no, he don't have to unblock me now. <laughs> <laughs> he can carry on. Okay, so um, all in all, then on Saturday. Uh, oh, actually, the the guy who um, who jumped off the <laughs> the banister, the railings, and went face. Flat. Stu, you told me earlier that, that loads of people were doing that. That was just the one that got caught on camera and didn't get catched. Yeah, they were doing it b- before kickoff for at least 20 minutes. Yeah, but There were three or four different ones, different sizes, shapes. They were just climbing up and jumping. The stewards were there watching. No one did anything. They were all laughing along. All big, a big game. Did nobody but, like him? I mean, what? I, mean, I didn't well, go downstairs th- at that point. Did everybody think, oh, I'm not catching him? There's always one... one Guy in a, in a group of lads, say that you think, oh, let's get him, let's get him. Do, you Every, all, do they all crown out, let's not catch him, let's not catch him? <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry. But, uh, well, one of the questions we had um, on Twitter Corner, which we'll do later on, which we're going to have to steal, unfortunately, was there's a lot of people who say that, oh, what's good about Zenga is that when he sees a problem, he changes at half time. But I'm sure, now, is that the case, or is this a manager still in his honeymoon period? Because oh. I'm sure. We used to say the same thing about Jacket in his early days, that if he saw a problem, he used to change it. We'd probably say the same with Mick McCarthy as well yeah. when, he started, when he started. So is well. it, do you think it's more the fact that it, it, it's a manager still in his honeymoon period, he hasn't lost a game yet, so obviously everything he's doing is fantastic. We've never had a manager do it this quickly, though, and change things at half-time like he does. I remember, I know I talk about it sometimes, I remember Jacket against Bradford away, Changing it after thirty minutes and it changed the game. Yeah, that was it. yeah, but because he got the formation ridiculously yeah. wrong. But he saw a problem with change, it, and that's yeah. what I think Zenga is doing as well. Yeah, but that's the thing though, because you remember that one because it was so rare. Yeah, you can't think of any others. He does it every single week, every game. We play at least two or three formations. But is that is that a bad thing? If he's constantly naming a formation, a tactic, or a style of football that's not working, and he's had to cha- having to change it back to the one that works, why doesn't he just start with the one that works? He's up. He's yeah. The preseason is he last mm. season. He's the preseason, and we third yeah. in the league. We in our preseason so far. So for me, it's not a bad thing. If it if it carries on all through the season, and then we start losing, and when we start losing games, and if it starts to get in a problem where we're in a winning position, and he starts tinkering, then yeah, then it's going to be a problem. But at the minute, everything he do- he touches turns to gold. So oh, old gold. So why not? <laughs> you can't question the guy at the minute. He's just—he's doing a brilliant job. And someone finished on the Icelandic Cup at the end, which Stu did a great video on, which you can see on our Twitter channel at WWFCFanCast, of course. Um, what was it like being in that away with all with all the players doing? Because it must have been—I know people are still a bit fifty-fifty about it—but it must have been such a special moment. There, there were people there who had all through the game because I was separate from well, my, my, my brother and my uncle because I got the ticket later, and then he wanted to be with them, so I thought I'll go on my own, and then I'll go in, in the middle. And there were people around me thinking, oh, talking about it at half time. So, well, I'm not joining this clap thing. It's all a lot of nonsense. When all the players grouped together, that's when it changed. Because it went from a bit of a quirky little thing to all them as a sign of solidarity again. Mm. And that's what made it so special. And I can't remember coming out of a ground like that, feeling like that for a long, long mm. time. Maybe not even since the playoff final. It was ridiculous. It was nice to see like the togetherness of a squad. I mean, we haven't, like you say, we haven't seen a squad like that so together and so happy. And like, it looked like a big group of mates on a night out. Did you not see that in League One though with Wolves? Yeah, but I it, saw it, that wa- in it wasn't like that. Yeah, Saturday was something else. And I think that was quite special what happened Saturday as well. And it wasn't like it wasn't a- forced a- after the after the Rotherham game. Like um, Zenga went to Bod Vars and they'll like go over mm. and you do the clap. Pretty much every player done it off their own back, and sort of thing. So it was nice to see that. And the, the fans, if you give something like that to the fans, the fans will appreciate that mm. for the rest of their life. So it's it's just little things like that, but it does show that he, ha- he has like the momentum in the team and the, like the morale in the team as well. Must be sky high at the moment. He's helped create a connection back. Yeah, there's the fans. definitely a massive bond in the team yeah. as well, which is good to see as well. So, so sorry, Steve, go on. You saw with um, with Pricey jumping on him as well, jumping and hugging him. I mean, you wouldn't. 
you never saw that with Jackie. No mm. one hugged him and picked him up. And you could see he's like he's one of the lads, but you ain't gonna put go over that boundary with him. No. And there's obviously a massive respect there already. And I think because it, it did seem a bit cringe to start with, and we all thought, well, yeah, let's do it as a laugh. And I think Luke said it on Twitter as well, saying there's West Ham fans m- mocking us for it. And like you said, they play bubbles. They yeah, put yeah. bubbles in the air after they score a goal. So that's their thing. This has been our adopted thing. And yeah. it's, not the, it's not the Viking clap anymore. Because well, it's not... Talk it's not sport done a poll on about it as well, didn't they? Ah, the poll. The yeah, poll. poll. And um, that didn't get very many generous... No. No, although, it's, although they, they then did the poll today, recording Wednesday, which started off with, what is the point of West Brom? <laughs> which made you think, mm, okay. We'll argue again. Yeah, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this? It's not. It's gone from the Viking clap, which is all the slow build-up and takes ages, to it's just a, a, a two or three, five-second celebration thing now. It's just hands in the air, just... Yeah. It's not slow build up. It's just a celebration thing. So it's not still what, not doing it properly. It's not what, yeah, what, still not. Doing but we don't it need properly. to do it like that because that we're not Icelandic. What's the it's, point doing it? Then? It's a celebration for them and for him and now for the team. That's what it is now, and that's what that's why I like it so much. Exactly. All in all, then, gentlemen, for Blues, it was good to beat Blues at Blues. That's the the main thing. But all in all, happy another three points. Brilliant in the bank. Uh, let's talk about then Tuesday night's game, which was the second round of the EFL Cup. Wolves took on Cambridge United and won 2-1. Goals from Wallace and Costa gave Wolves the win. Although, once again, in classic Wolves fashion, it was nervy right at the end. We couldn't really kill the game off. Uh, gentlemen, obviously, we all went this time. Uh, what, what did we think of the game on Tuesday night? As in the first round, it was better than a normal Cup game. Yeah. Um, it should have been six 0 shouldn't it? It should have been dead and buried and yeah. all over and done within the first half hour. But well, after, I think you Alex, said, you Alex, said that the first, literally as we all met just before the first fifteen minutes. But until they scored, you'd say this is six 0 easy. Yeah. And then we, literally we scored the second. They ran down the pitch with a comedy error at the back, and then all of a sudden it's like nervous times yeah. for the rest. Like what? And we, and, and what, what frustrated me about that game is that we had very clear-cut chances, apart from the penalty, to win that game. I think once it, if it got 3-1, that would have been it. Game yeah, over. Easy. Training match. But Cambridge was still, you know, and fair play to Cambridge because they, they play, played a very pressing Sam's game. Corey as well. Yeah. Corey were fantastic. Played a very, very pressing game from the start. But if we scored that third, it would have killed the game off. Second half, Costa and Bodvarsson especially. And I think maybe, maybe Wallace in the second half. Or Henry. I thought Wallace had, Wallace had a decent game. Uh, I had clear cut chances and we just couldn't finish them at all. And obviously the penalty as well, another penalty <laughs> missed, yeah. a bit of a, a weak penalty as well. But first fifteen minutes, some of the play was great. The and it was just cutting the correct Cambridge defence open. But it, I was thinking about it as well. When was the last time we actually missed two penalties in a row? Someone will have that stat. Send yeah. us a stat. It's, I, I couldn't think of one. I, I think it was a. It might have been Mick McCarthy times because we went through a period of we missed about four or five out of eight or something like that. It, there was a period where we, we were rubbish at penalties and then there was a period where we never got any anyway. Do you know when you say send us a stat yeah. after something like that, do people actually send you the stats? Sometimes they do. Sometimes our listeners are very good. Aren't you lovely listeners? <laughs> oh, please do. Aren't you lovely listeners? I'd like to know that stat. Yeah. Someone that. please Wait, You'd like to know the stats about the stats of people sending in? Yeah. Yeah, somebody make that up. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got, if you've got enough if time. If someone could just make it up and we just believe them. Yeah, pretty much. Probably. Are we actually going to check? Like, nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we trust people. We trust people will tell us the truth. And when was the last time we considered a goal like that? <laughs> yeah. It was It was a joke. It was a complete and utter shambles. Yeah. And I don't... I know it was... I offer in house not... Seeming like... There Clearly were, wasn't communication. No, there, there was, was, a, was like, a lack of leadership at the back as well, which I thought... Which obviously led to the goal as well. But I think that that's the defensive partnership people have been wanting. It's centre back partnership for ages, especially the most of last season, is Horst and Iofa. People have wanted that for so long, and then they got it last night, and I thought they were both awful. But it, it worked at Middlesbrough, uh, not Middlesbrough, Hull last season. Yeah. It worked there perfectly, and I think last night, playing in front of that clown probably didn't help things because he was absolutely atrocious. He couldn't catch. He couldn't... We're talking about Lonergan yeah, here, yeah. by the way, everyone. He's <laughs> not a steward. <laughs> he's, um, his positioning was all over the place because I was watching him a couple of times and when the balls were coming in from either side, he, he was... He made a decent save there yeah, first off. His shot stopping was superb. No, no, no doubts about that. But his positioning, and I think, yeah, it's, it's rustiness and everything, but you don't lose your positioning 
and you don't lose the ability to catch a ball when you're a keeper. And he was coming out for crosses way too late, and there was he dropped at least three, which could have put us in trouble. Yeah. And I thought, well, you can see because we were all in the. Were you in the Billy Wright as well? Uh, no, Southbank. Donegan, you don't yeah, like him. No, no, I don't know. When we, when he signed him, I thought, well, he was a steady, decent championship keeper because we went and watched him at Preston. He was great, but when he did things last night, because we was in the was in W six, we just look. You look down at Zenga, and he was going absolutely mad. He was doing his thing when he turns around and just puts his arms out in the bench, saying, "What the fuck's that about?" Yeah. And you could see he was getting really, really mad. And you think, well, I know it's a cup, and you have to do these things, but John Flat wouldn't have done that. And I know he's, it's the pair of not playing the youth anymore, yeah. but just one or two people. Let's go back to the positive, shall we? Held Costa <laughs> got the initial goal. Generally, he played up front. People saw the team sheet and thought, what's going on? George Sowell at left back. Cody at right eight, back. Eight midfielders in a team. Eight midfielders. <laughs> uh, but Costa played up front. Um, great first goal. In general, his performance was really good. Yeah. Won the penalty as well. He's, he's, running, he's, he's running on the line was superb as well. For someone who's not a striker, he's... Keeping himself onside at times was superb, and you think, well, the amount of times even players like Kevin Phillips, who they get caught offside about at least five or six times per game, and he he was brilliant up front. I mean, he's not the answer, obviously, um, but no, you can't. I thought he did, he had a decent cameo in the first round though as well when he was nearly knocked out. Like we mm. said two weeks ago. I yeah. think that's his only letdown. I think he's too weak on the ball. I think maybe. In the French league at Monaco as well, or Benfica, he might get away with it. But especially in this league, he's not going to get away with it. It's like League Two teams around yeah. just six foot brutes, and especially in the Championship as well, which is a physical, powerful, demanding league. I just don't think he's. It was like Wallace at the start of last season, wasn't it? Everybody said Wallace was too weak; he wasn't physical enough for this league. And I think maybe Costa just needs to get on the weights. Yeah, get on much. the weights. <laughs> um, Jed Wallace. He uh, obviously got a goal. Should have perhaps got a second on the one-to-one. And should have got the penalty as well. Yeah, and should have probably the penalty. But although I thought it was quite good that Wallace and Henry played rock, paper, scissors to decide that. But he had a good game, though. Yeah, it's the game. same as Blues as well. He's fantastic against Blues. And then, again, last night he's brilliant as well. And I think, again, like I said earlier, his confidence must be sky high now as well. And it's him and the fans again on his side as well, which is always positive as well. So just and hopefully better things to come from him. And you see him in interviews as well. And he's honest. He's not. He don't give you the usual media answers and all the usual thing. He says it like it is. Mm. And he said it last night that he should have had a trick and he was annoyed with himself. Yeah. So and it's refreshing to see someone who's come from the lower leagues, especially he knows how things are. Yeah. And he's getting his chance in the championship and he's playing really well. And he's not going to. Oh, that's yeah. Everything's all great, but he'll still criticise himself, and it's great. Mm. Great seeing that kind of thing. Uh, was there any reason given? I didn't see it for Hola John. <laughs> Ola John. John. There we I've go. I've said it this time. <laughs> <laughs> was there any reason why he didn't play last one? Was there a reason given? Clearance, probably. Oh, that's what I would have thought. Well, if you if you got Wolves on Snapchat, they, they took a picture of um, Borthwick Johnson, Borthwick Jackson. Jackson, and Ola John, and their kits were set up in the changing rooms and everything. So he must have been there. He must have been in the, the squad to like warm up beforehand. Oh, just, so maybe some, some yeah, decision was made not to play, and we don't know. And I'm surprised that Borthwick Jackson didn't get any game time last night. I know he was on the bench. I would have well, thought he would have got a, a little appearance just to ease him in. I think it might have just been the case that they hadn't even met the rest of the squad. And then they might have met them for an afternoon. Yeah. It might have just been something but as simple as that. They were in training the day before. Yeah, that, they? So that's they, must what I mean. have met, they met the whole team of one day. Yeah. So where he thinks, is it, good in, is it a good decision to put one, a player in who nobody's really met? And you're only, you're only, you're only well. that with superstars, are you? That you think, well, right, yeah. there you go, you'll bring yeah. a slot in there. But there was no, but there's no rush. No, not really. Or, I mean, George Savile played okay. He's not I thought he did all right, actually. He did, yeah. o- he, he did okay at left back for someone who had like to 60 go back. minutes he played there and then he got sort of shafted out. <laughs> Shaft. Do you remember that, that programme, Shafted? Yeah. Well, yeah, and Kilroy Silk. No, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I don't remember that. It was, only on, it was only on for about two or three months it was it was Kilroy, Robert Kilroy quality self. programming I'm sure <laughs> it was it was student days so that's ah uh, right okay and Robert Kilroy Silk and he, it was I think shaft or be shafted that was his catchphrase it was something it was something like that I thought, that does not sound you know, right daytime TV say, no that's is that unlike some x-rated website <laughs> no, it probably, it probably is now Robert Kilroy Silk porn is a specialist subject <laughs> 
Okay, we're the, um, going on a that's weird That's going to be edited out. We're, yeah. going on, we're going on a weird tangent now. Um, <laughs> the, no, I was saying about um, Bobby Jackson, they were actually printing his shirt in the club shop when I was, when I was in there on the, on the yesterday afternoon. All right. Debut last night for Prince Onyege. Uh, what did we think? I was quite disappointed with him. But like you said earlier, he's not had a pre-season as well, no. so he might be unfit. But same with Blues as well, which he missed out. He had one chance. He came on for a little while at Blues. And the only thing he did, he passed. He went to pass to the wing and went out. Like <laughs> ten, for 10 yards. We're giving him the benefit of the doubt at the minute that he's, had, he's, had, he's not really yeah. had a pre-season. Because right. for me last night, he was a bit non-existent. Yeah, he's had, he's had no pre-season. He's, he's in a different country. He's never lived in or worked in before. I mean, yeah, he can speak decent English. But it's a different culture. It's going to take time. I mean, it, when these players come over, they're not all going to just adapt straight away. Mm. It's going to take time, and sometimes it takes a year. Like you saw it with Thierry, going on the highest level, Thierry Henry took a year to settle at Arsenal, and he he was he could speak English. Never lived in England before. Mm. What about Pochettino? He's he's fluent in English now, pretty much. He, well, he was fl- he was fluent in English at Southampton. He just cho- chose not to. Uh, no, no, no. He no, wasn't, he, was he? No, he couldn't speak. He had to have a translator yeah. for when he first only, came in. Only with the press. This was the thing when why he, though why why did he, he, he didn't want to be caught out with all the because he'd heard about the English press and all this uh, he never okay. it's, it was in, when he was announced for Spurs manager he said it on Sky when they when they were talking to him and he said no translator he said no I'm used to it now and, the, and then there was a whole thing about him because they were they're talking to Southampton players he said no he spoke English all the time in the dressing room he just didn't want to say to the press in case he was misquoted ah oh, I just thought he'd learned English really quick yeah, yeah. Like, that is quite uh, well impressive. you learn something new every day don't you. So, all in all, then, uh, through to the third round, once again, of the EFL. Now, by the time we listen to this, our opponent will probably have been chosen. So, just for our own amusement, gentlemen, who would you like to play in the third round of the EFL Cup, Alex? The only team that's not in it. The only team that's in it, and I haven't been to, is Accrington Stanley. They've got who are they? Exactly. <laughs> but they've got Burnley, and I don't think they're going to beat Burnley. Right. To be so, honest. your um, other choice? I wouldn't mind West Ham away. Yeah. That's another one I haven't been to. Obviously, Shrewsbury Park. I've been there. Competitively. Yeah. When? In the League One. Gay Meadow. Oh yeah, because we did. Oh. So on, um, the, the what, what what's their stadium called? Is now? it the London Stadium? The London, London Stadium, Stadium yeah. is it called now? Well, it's just full of scaffolding. That'd be quite good. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite good. Uh, Stu. I would I would have said them as well because yeah. I've never been to I've been to Accrington on the, on a bit of a session before, but I've yeah. never been I've never been to the ground. Oh. <laughs> um, um, if you aren't, they're Accrington Stanley are playing at home when we've got Blackburn away, and obviously they kick off a three week kick off at half five. Oh, that's uh, that's so some you, next level you, shit right you there. You could. Don't <laughs> take sixteen minutes on the train. <laughs> um, well, it's got to be Gillingham away, eh? of course it is. Somewhere, stu- yeah. somewhere stupid. Like, Middles- you know? Middlesbrough away. It'll be one oh, of those. Geez, so I mean, West Ham away, <laughs> I'd go for that. But Bournemouth. I'd also go for Man City at home, just so I can say that Pep Guardiola is in, in Wolverhampton. That would be amazing. You know what? George Mendes would probably turn up then as well, like, wouldn't he? Like, you're all right. You're or Mourinho, right, or Man United have Mourinho yeah. at Molyneux. Be so great. We ain't had a, a Or Klopp, <laughs> Liverpool, Klopp. Yeah. Just I'd, li- I'd like one of the big teams away. I mean, I've been to them anyway, but I'd like to get to one of the big teams again. Hmm. Or, get, if we are going to get a Premier League side, get it at home, get a yeah, decent yeah, yeah. attendance, and we've got a good chance of beating them at home as well. Like Stoke, for example. Stoke yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, I'm quite West Ham away. Yeah, West Ham yeah. away sounds like an attractive time. L- London Stadium, under yeah. the lights. Yeah. First time. So you'll know by the time you listen to this who we've got. So um, tweet us back and tell us, oh, they've predicted the future. Look at that. Wow. What was he going to say? No, I was going to say, when we were <laughs> predicting the future, when you all mocked me for saying that we were going to, when I saw we were going to thrash Reading 4 0 two oh. weeks ago. And we, yeah, we, we beat them 2 0 and oh, we yeah. absolutely battered oh, them beyond yeah, yeah. Well, recognition. Sometimes we get things wrong. Sometimes we get things wrong. Right, let's do, uh, before Twitter Corner, of course, let's preview this weekend's game, which is away to Huddersfield. Now, if Wolves win this game, bar results, we could be top going into the international break, I'm presuming. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. good. <laughs> uh, now, Huddersfield Town have had also a storming start to the season. One of my dark horse picks for the season, if you may notice on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, they're also undefeated, I believe. This is going to be a tough game, gentlemen. I'd be happy with a draw. W- I mean, I've you wouldn't have usually said a couple of years ago. I'd be happy to get a draw at Huddersfield away. But I think I've got a few Huddersfield fans, obviously meeting for the England scene, and they was I was saying to them like, obviously you've got the the Klopp connection as well, 
and they said it was really quite exciting for them next mm. towards the end of last season when he came in. And they said they made like ten, twelve signings. Yeah. And they weren't just like nobody signed. They were good, decent Bundesliga to lower Bundesliga players as well. So they weren't just signing nobodies. They call it the Wagner Revolution, don't they? And I think yeah. they they all see like, season tickets are capped. It's like one hundred and forty nine pounds. Yeah, with the, yeah. the match tickets, yeah. thirty quid. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. That's what that's where they've, they've done it. But yeah. still, but they they, yeah, they, they seem to have caught created the, the, the bond they get, again, haven't they? I was talking to, again talked to a friend, and he was saying that the last few years they get about eight nine thousand at home, so they're getting twenty thousand at home this season wow. as well. So for a size of Huddersfield as well, and they they share the ground with the rugby team as well. So obviously it's it's sort of we can think half of them might support the rugby, half of them might support mm. the football. If they're getting twenty thousand at the football as well for the size of the town as well, it's only good things for them. Now if I remember the table in my head if, if Wolves do win and I don't know who is second at the moment someone will check that for me in a sec but Wolves could go top to go into international break which you wouldn't have really thought even just despite the takeover you wouldn't have said we'll be top by the first international break you wouldn't have thought especially when how like we sack jackets well yeah. you wouldn't have said oh yeah we'll be like you say first going into the international break but I can't really see us winning but it'll be a tough game yeah, a very tough game I think it'll be as Brighton. tough as Le- Ipswich, if not more. And subtly whispered there, Brighton, <laughs> our second. Um, but Naki Wells is one player who will be a threat for them. Would you have Naki Wells down at Molyneux? I would have done about two years yeah. ago. Because there was that link, wasn't it, when he was at yeah. Bradford? Yeah, he's never... To me, he's never really pushed on from there. He had, he had that brilliant year at Bradford, and then sec- that second season there, he, was, he seemed to do all right, and then... Mm. Well, obviously, we don't see him every week, but no. to me, he, he seemed to have gone. He just went steady. He still seems to score all the time, but he, he was putting outstanding performances out for Bradford, and maybe that was because it was in League One. You don't know, but he looks a decent player. But now, with our power, mm. is it would we sign someone like that? It, it seemed like a step backwards. Have you got Bake Off on there? Have you seen the Twitter? Uh, Wolves fancast. Watching Bake Off, but can't get your mind off Wolves. Someone just tweeted that. Well, it's not me. It's one of the yeah, other fancast sure, tweeters. Sure? Honestly, it's one of the other fancast tweeters. My I'm hands ne- are here. I've ne- As the Mary Berry thing last year, I've never seen this programme. And Annabelle actually said, can we watch Bake Off this time? No, I don't want to watch Bake Off. I'm not, I'm not joining this revolution. I don't get the hype. Like, I watched it once and thought, this is so boring. Like, and then they just, like, they cook all these fancy cakes and then they take, like, a slice and it, that's not very good. <laughs> And that was, so what, what do they do with the cake afterwards? Just lob it in the bin. Like, it's the local tramp. What, yeah. do they do, what do they do with the cakes? Well, I, I, I don't. I'm actually going to ask, ask that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter, you tell me that answer. Um, so, well, I think really uh, that's it. Really, Huddersfield. We're away. We should take a good crowd. Although they've have they restricted the tickets. Well, we hadn't because they gave us four thousand to start with, which is pretty much the capacity of the whole yeah. stand beyond the goal. Okay, but obviously. I think they've got their little ultras sort of thing, and they take, that takes up half the stand as well. So, well, because they, they've got that. If you look at the, uh, the um, where the stairwells are, there's a one section of the stairwell where the, where their ultras are. Okay. And um, the rest of the four thousand, and they gave give us four thousand, but as of Monday, we'd only sold a thousand of that. So they said, well, because due to that, so I asked them in the ticket office when I got my Newcastle ticket yesterday. And they said, yeah, because we'd only sold such a paltry amount. Mm. They said, well, have the 2,000 then and we'll have the other side. And as of last night, there was 200 tickets left, so it oh, probably okay. will be sold out. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a tough game. I swear. I think people shouldn't be disheartened if we lose. No, I don't think. I think, Huddersfield are, gonna, I think Huddersfield are going to be the top six this season. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've got a little bit of money behind them and they've got a very good manager as well. L- yeah, let's uh, hope the Zenga bandwagon doesn't roll off, but... People, if we lose Huddersfield away, this isn't isn't actually a bad thing this time. We'll it won't happen though, will it? Because yeah. we're going to win again. <laughs> we're going to keep winning. Look at the passion on his face. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no I've got no doubt. Right, before we get to Twitter corner, then let's have predictions uh, for Saturday. Stu, what you got telling you right now for Huddersfield versus Wolves? Three one. Three one two Wolves, of yeah. course. Alex. One one. One sure. one. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Rajiv Van La Parra is going to score an absolute <laughs> screamer. Absolute screamer. I'm going to be positive and I'm going to say 2 1 Wolves. 2 1 to those Wolves. Those mighty, mighty Wolves. Right, let's do Twitter corner then, the final bit of the podcast. This is the bit where, it's via the power of Twitter, you send us your questions, Wolves or non Wolves related, and we will answer those questions. Are we all ready, gentlemen? 
for Twitter Corner this week. So. I got bullied last week on Twitter Corner. I wasn't even here. <laughs> I got bullied. I was like, what's all this about? <laughs> uh, firstly, we start with uh, Lee Ateline Groom, who said, what would some of the Wolves players' superpowers be? What would some of the Wolves' superpowers be? Hmm. Hmm. James Henry would have invi- invisibility. <laughs> oh, it's a burn. It's a burn there for James Henry. Or oh, actually, Nathan Byrne would have Nathan- invisibility. Where has he gone? Where is he? He's just completely vanished. He's not even mentioned anymore. No. Was he? I don't think he even... Also, went... like Ebanks Landell. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's well, a mystery uh, was, right he there, He was still people. injured, apparently, wasn't he? That's, so. a, that's a mystery right there. Well, he should have recovered by now, and he's yeah. not mentioned at all he's anywhere. In, maybe he's so. in the Williamson verse. <laughs> we don't know. Anyway, what? superpowers for Wolves players. Would, uh, I don't know, James Henry might have the power of good looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... Going on the uh, oh, God. on the football manager stats, Ola John is yep. the flash, pair of speed. So Ola John without the pair of speed, Alex. Um, not really sure. To <laughs> oh, well, George Savile. You tell us, everybody. You tell us what they're be. I, We're struggling here. I'd say Dominic Iorfa. I know it's going to be weird, but he reminds me of Spider Man. Okay. What Miles Morales? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> you don't know who that is, do you? No. The Puerto Rican Spider Man. Okay, just, it, look, yeah, yeah, just don't. It's later on. Stu, shoot, don't, don't. <laughs> anyway, so Spider Man for Diamond Kai yeah. Offer. It's a bit weird, but for some reason yeah. he reminds me of him. Well, I, was, I was thinking of George Savile as a bit of a shapeshifter. <laughs> it's it to you again. <laughs> my girlfriend said last night when he came over to because we were sitting in the building right up her, she went, Oh, it's the less attractive version of my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah you know. Come on, Mrs. Moore. We're not married yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's girlfriend, come yeah. on, yeah. Okay, uh, so tell us, people, as well, other ones you would suggest for that one. Uh, now, the question I said about before about the Zenga effect, that came from Ash Wood. Uh, so thank you, Ash, we've got that question now. Uh, there's a one here, which hopefully, if I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll do that one at the end. Uh, and then Michael, who's been sending us some comedy reference questions in recent weeks, asks, Now the Cuban leader who's been in power since the revolution of 1959... We think it's a comedy reference, but we don't know what comedy from, <laughs> so apologies. Um, now, uh, Paul Goodman has said, do you, do you guys ever worry that Siggy is turning in somewhere, her to betray that you found a new Icelandic love? No. He has scored, though. He scored um, for Moles. He first scored his first goal of 2016 the other day. Do you not know that? Oh, I did, of course. I don't care now. He's he gone. called me up and said, Dave, we've got a goal. Well done, Sig. Get back in the ground. Keep, keep banging him in. Well, if... Um... So Beyond, well done, Siggy. Beyonce and Link as well. That that would be that would be amazing if that. Would came he off. have the best hair? If he oh, it, obviously. Would he have the best hair? He. I think we'd have to have a triple threat match with Silvio, uh, James Henry, and um, he, the the new Icelandic player. He would walk in with Mohir in his hand. You know for well that he would. Apparently, <laughs> Siggy scored two goals in three games for Molder. There you go. Yeah. Just you know. I told you. I told you. <laughs> um, Jack Green says McCoys or Walkers. Uh, oh, I've got to go for walkers on this one. I like McCoys, but I like my classic walkers. <laughs> McCoy, oh, okay. Walkers, bar- do you remember barbecue walkers? They're, I think they stopped doing them now. No, I don't know. I don't. Salt video walkers, superb, unabashed, genius. Yeah. The rest, McCoys, like for certain away games like Newcastle, I'll get the. the that when as they're doing when they're like one fifty for a multi pack. I'm not really a crisp fan to be honest. I'm not that big. Of a Are you alive? Fan. Yeah. <laughs> so many crisps. Like I won't go in the shop and buy a bag of crisps. I'll be useless um, on the meal deal talk. When no one, on no one goes into a, pack, a shop and buys one pack of crisps and walks out. You be some kind of maniac. You gotta buy something else with it. If Boots marketing research based everything on Alex, the, <laughs> the, the classic Boots meal deal would not exist. No, no it wouldn't. Unless there's in the Reese peanut butter cups, and then you just have like twelve of those, live on them. <sighs> the the toy sweet chili ones, toy sweet chili, the um, king, the sizzling king prawn, and the Mexican chicken. That multi pack is superb. Sam McCoy's. McCoy's. There we go. Uh, next question, which I believe is Alex's friend, Tom Phillips. Oh, not, not him again. <laughs> He's so weird. Um, it's a good question actually from your mate Tom Phillips. He says, as you can tell, we are all becoming Benfica C technically. So if you had to change the name of the team, what would it be and why? So if you had to change the name of our beloved Wolverhampton Wanderers, what would you change it to? Hmm. It's late. We're struggling. Yeah, it's 
This is the bit that everyone likes. It's quarter past eight. It's near bedtime. Wolverhampton and Wolves would be fine. Yeah. Oh, oh no. If you if no. you wanted to go full NFL on you. No. Then... We're not doing the whole Hull City Tigers thing. Wolverhampton Wolverines. Wolverhampton <laughs> Wolverines. Yeah, no. That's a... Someone else tell us the answer to that one. Or would you accept Alex Wolves changing the name? If Frozen turned around and said, right, we're changing but it I, to I Wolverhampton said, I, Wolves. I said that when they took over, are they going to do like a card for a whole city and change the colour and everything? And a lot of people said they weren't really bothered if they changed the name. Obviously, they didn't want the, the stadium changed. or yeah, They can name one of you wherever they want. I don't care about that because it'll still be colours. But not, a lot of people weren't bothered about the name. As long as it kept mm. Wolverhampton in it. I, I, I think that might change if that actually came to light. You watch. What is going to happen? <laughs> I, I, some, don't, I don't know. You got some inside news. <laughs> ITK. Um, so unfortunately, we don't have an uh, alternative name for Wolves. It's a rubbish, we're failing. It's a rubbish question. That is we're basically tough. failing at Twitter corner this week. Uh, Ryan Lester has said, "Which colour of Mr. Kipling's French fancies uh, is the <gasps> king of the Kiplings? Pink, oh. yellow, or chocolate? Yellow on a Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't got each it. one is defined by the day of the week. <laughs> No, because we're, I'm going to wear my mum's on a Sunday for Sunday dinner and sit there and watch both games and drink all day. Yeah, eat some crisps. Yes, but she, I know she varies though, because sometimes she does. She gets walkers, but because she don't eat salt and vinegar, there's a whole drawer of salt and vinegar. And then my brother's moved out, so they're all mine, and there's a temptation to sit there all day and just eat crisps. But no, when she brings the French fancies round and she puts it, I've got a special box now. So she gets right. like the, the mini. What's in this box? The, the mini rolls. It's like Pandora's box. The ch- cakes. <laughs> chocolate mini rolls for everyone else. Yeah. And when them friends, French fancies come round, I have to have one of each. Oh, I can't yeah. choose. Can't so choose. You've got to choose one, though. Well, it'd be the, the pink one. The pink one. You'll have the, the yellow one. Yellow one, yeah. For impartiality, I'm going for the chocolate one. <laughs> there we go. Everyone wins. That's what I like. Um, Johnny Gallagher has said, right now, who do you think the top scorer for Wolves will be at the end of the season? Bob Boston, probably. Yeah, unless we get another striker and I can't see anybody else but Barton. But I don't think he's going to score that many. I think he's going to be about 15. Mm. I don't think he's... Yeah, it'll be 15 and like the closest being 11 and be yeah, a few players on that. I don't think he's going to get like 20, 25, 30. I'm going to go for a late Dico surge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a genuine answer, <laughs> you filthy mind. Uh, Johnny Gallagher also says, best flavour of crisps. Back on the crisps, best flavour. The King, Brannigan's, roast beef and mustard every single time. Okay. I was going to say cheese and onion, classic. You don't like crispy, yeah, not really. Plain, plain, yeah. plain. Do you remember the old the Walkers ones when you had the pack of salt, salt and shake? Yes. Yeah, salt and shake. I didn't like them. <laughs> I just, I just make sure everybody remembers. You them. just like the novelty yeah. of putting the salt in. Yeah, pretty You much. shake them and go, there you go, you have them. Yeah, I don't like them. Uh, favorite flavour crisps? Worcestershire sauce. You're so middle class. I am so middle class. <laughs> um, you tough. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, Charlie Powder says best takeaway in Wolvo and best pre-match pub. Is that a real name? Uh, that's his Twitter name oh, okay. at Charlie Powder. This <laughs> is <laughs> straight up, is it? Yep, it is. <laughs> I'm so middle class. Not straight up your nose. No. Yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> best takeaway. Best takeaway in Wolvo. Best pre-match pub. Well, I'm from Tipton, so I can't answer the takeaway one. Okay. Um, pre-match pub. I'm a tight. I'm a bit of a tight ass. I'd say with spoons. With spoons. Well, mine's mine's the emerald because that's what yeah. I always am. Um, best takeaway. Probably hot pot bap joint. No, I don't. I'd, I'd put up there. I'll, I'll have that when I'm your on class. your list. Your middle class. That's all. Right. <laughs> have a few. Hot pot bap. Have a greasy kebab. No, no. Best. Uh, I'd have to say the the dill shed. Yeah, I love the dill shed as mm. the pictures show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dill shed. There you go. They do take there we go. There we go. Um, same uh, person asked the final question of Twitter Corner this week. Uh, which famous actress would you pair up with Bond Varson to create a sensational tabloid story? And what headline would the story create? <laughs> oh, this is, well, we need more he's, time with these questions. thought about that all day, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, we, we need more time with these questions. If you'd put this at the start, we could have thought about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay, yeah, and, what, and what is the sensational headline? I don't know. You think of an actress, and then I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give a headline that just rhymes. Can we just all agree on Catherine Zeta-Jones, then come up with a headline? Okay, yeah. So we have to come up with it later on. Yeah, well, we haven't got much time now. Um, yeah. We're uh, really failing at Twitter. Uh, we're relying on all the listeners now to 
email, tweet, Facebook um, answers instead for Twitter corners. Uh, drug lord. This is a great question. Uh, dr- drug, lo- drug lord. Um, drug lord? Drug lord, yeah. One of them's a drug lord. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who's there? the actress? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Right. So and what, what was the headline? You've got to think of a, a sensational tabloid story and what headline would you create? So... So you're saying that Catherine, so Bod Varson and Catherine Zeta Jones will get mixed up in some kind of um, <laughs> um, underground drug world. Yeah, pretty much. So what's the what's the headline? What's the headline God, for that? You need to give us more time. <laughs> Someone tell us what the headline would be for Bud Varson and it sounds like a film, great film actually. <laughs> in it's Wolverhampton. Like, it's like, yeah, it's set in Wolverhampton. Catherine Zeta Jones, uh, Bod Varson, and Jonah Hill as a comedy element. <laughs> Um, in a kind of comedy drama. I like Leonardo DiCaprio in there, just like as a bit of a mean guy. What's a cameo? Yeah. Or, or, the... he, or he could be the drug lord. <gasps> yes. Leonardo. Like, he could be the bad guy, like, in Django Unchained. Have you seen that? Okay. <gasps> yes. Come no. on, I he's watched, seen, he's seen films. films. Lung film? Alex has no. watched motion pictures. Look at this. If it's not Top Gear on Dave and repeat, I don't really watch it, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's back soon, the, um, the Grand Tour on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm not paying eighty quid for watching it. I like him, but you, you don't have to. You can pay. It's you can pay um, seven ninety nine a month. No, no, no. Don't need, that's apology, everyone. We failed at Twitter comments this week. There's some great questions, but we would like you to tell us the answers to those questions, and we will give you one of those on Twitter. Those sweet RTs, Facebook, and one of those sweet likes, emails. If we get some really good ones, we'll weed out some of the repeat answers. Uh, for next week's show uh, but that's where we're going to leave this week's podcast thank you very much for listening thanks to our sponsors Opera Creative if you're looking for a website or web solution check them out at operacreative.com follow us on social media type in Wolves Fancast on your social media channels and you'll probably find us there we'll be back next week to review that game against Huddersfield but for this week's podcast it's bye from Alex I'll see you next week I'm on next week as well ah yeah. we'll be back next week goodbye um, bye from Stu hola John hola <laughs> John <laughs> And we'll be back next week. I'll be back next week. See you then. Bye. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.